You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my trusty service dog, Whistle. And Whistle and I are thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we're going to visit with Ernie Sloan. And Ernie is the editor of one of my favorite magazines, Dog Fancy, which, as you know, is the world's most widely read dog magazine. And he's going to talk with us today about Dog Fancy's Working Canine Hero of the Year contest, which we are so excited to hear about. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Ernie Sloan to the show. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. With healthy pets go. Enter the code WORK10, W-O-R-K, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with arden moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur flying fun time all behave with america's pet edutainer arden moore Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Today we're going to have a special guest, Ernie Sloan from Dog Fancy. Hello, Ernie, and welcome to Working Like Dogs. Hello, Marcy. I'm great. Uh, happy to be here, and it's great to talk about working dogs and especially uh, our contest for our hero dogs. Yeah, so tell us, how did you come up with that contest, and, and tell us all about it. Well, last year when we were planning our budget, I was putting together uh, plans for the year, and I noticed that it was going to be the the 10th anniversary of 911, and I just immediately felt 
that it was important for our issue of the September Dog Fancy to do something to recognize service dogs and what they do for us. So it occurred to me that it would be great to to recognize some of the hero dogs that are out there every day uh, working in the field. Uh, so we did a contest to honor the top police dog canine team, military canine team, and search and rescue canine teams. Well, that is awesome, and I can't think of more working dogs that couldn't deserve that honor any more than the ones you just listed. That is so great. And how did you go about having the contest? Did you get a ton of applicants? You know, the first thing I did, interestingly enough, is I had been to many uh, demonstrations before for police dogs and military dogs, but I thought, I, I really need to learn about this before we get into it. So I went and went out with uh, police teams and watched them do training and went to some of their uh, public uh, exhibitions and got to know them. And then I did the same thing with the military, some military teams, and then I went to the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation and said I wanted to learn more about search dogs. So they buried me in rubble and then just rescued me. So wow. over the course over the course of time, I learned a great deal about the dogs, and that helped me kind of understand what it was uh, we needed to acknowledge and how to make the contest really reflect what what's involved with these dogs. What a fun job you have, Ernie. Well, especially since they did rescue me and find me. <laughs> this is the, you know, it's it's really been a great learning experience because honestly, I I knew quite a bit about the dogs beforehand and everything, but I guess you know, stepping back from everything I did, I didn't realize until going through all this that basically all of these dogs, whether they're searching for criminals or narcotics or mines or or live human beings. They're doing this just to play with a toy. Yeah. That's the reward at the end of it. And it was fascinating to me. Yeah, it, it is amazing. I know we've had some incredible guests on this show talking about how they train these these incredible canines to do this work. And you're right. All they want to do is please us and then get that little reward, which just seems so small for the mammoth task that they do in order to get that reward. It just it never ceases to amaze me and just put me in a state of awe when I think about these animals and what they do for us every day. It's really uh, remarkable. And the more you learn about them and the more you understand, uh, and, and in not just the dogs but the handlers as well, what kind of a commitment they're making to doing this, it's a fantastic thing. And I really am humbled to be with them and you know, appreciating what kind of a personal commitment is involved in doing this. But we ended up having the three, as I said, the three categories of the police dog, the military dog, and search and rescue. And so we took in applications and went through all of them. And basically, that's how we ended up with uh, with our three winners. Wow. Well, tell us about the three winning dogs, if you can. Okay. The military dog is you know, each of these stories is really remarkable. The military dog is a dog named Lucky. And uh, I guess in the past, I just assumed that dogs, that military dogs would go over and they would serve, you know, a certain amount of time in the field, uh, in the war zones, and then, you know, that would be it. Well, Lucky is on his fourth deployment to a battle zone. 
So he has had different handlers. He loves to go out in the field. He has discovered bombs and been injured in, uh, in bombings, and he is still as enthusiastic as ever. And right now he is on patrol in Afghanistan, protecting the troops, the Air Force troops in Afghanistan. That is so phenomenal. And he's been did you did I hear you say he's gone four times with four different handlers? That's right. He is in his fourth deployment. And last year they were thinking, you know, he's ten years old. That's what he's I was a, wondering how old he must be by now. He's a Belgian Malinois and I if you know the Malinois and I've really come to appreciate some of these dogs, the Malinois are amazing dog athletes. And he is based out of Fairchild Air Force Base near Spokane, Washington. And, you know, he's just a remarkable dog. And he was enthusiastic about, you know, still doing his work. So last year they sent him back out. So he's now with Staff Sergeant Chris Fall. And they're in Kyrgyzstan and Afghanistan uh, helping protect the Air Force personnel at the base. That is so great. Wow. Ten years old. Wow, that is just wonderful. Gosh, so impressive. It was fascinating talking to because I talked to his current handler who talks about, you know, he's out detecting explosives and and doing basic guard duty. But uh, he has been in firefights. He's been, you know, he's really just an amazing. His previous handler was Staff Sergeant Gerald Martinez. And together, they had been awarded. They had been in firefights, but but Staff Sergeant Martinez said that Lucky had gotten so used to battle that they would be in firefights and bullets flying, and he would notice that Lucky was behind him chewing on his chew toy in the middle of these firefights. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those little things that's like you don't even think about. Oh, they're in the middle of this, you know, bullets flying and, you know, life and death situations, and the dog's, you know, just like, okay, just part of life, a daily routine. Exactly, just another day on the job, right? Right. (laughs) Wow, I know. Don't they teach us how to put things in perspective? Wow. Oh, so true. Uh, So that is our military dog, and our search and rescue dog is another just amazing story, and I have to say, these search and rescue people, I'm just in awe of them, Uh, but we're honoring Hunter, and Hunter is really notable for a number of reasons. He's a border collie. He and his handler, Bill Monahan, were among, they've been to many disaster situations, but they were among the search dog teams from the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation that went to Haiti after the earthquake there. And Hunter and Bill Monahan, they were on site and Hunter detected the smell of a live human buried in the rubble. And so together they dug for 19 hours and found three Haitian girls buried deep down in the rubble of a collapsed building. Oh, my goodness. So incredible. And, yeah, so so Hunter, the dog, was named the 2010 Firefighter of the Year by his by his fire department. So, which I thought was a, you know, yeah. the Los Angeles County Fire Department named him Firefighter of the Year, and he's a border wow. cop. Wow, that's Isn't wonderful. That crazy? That's yes, so I love great. that. Yes, that's So, great. not only did they find these three young girls and rescue them under the rubble, then they found another person under rubble. So, of the 11 people who were rescued in Haiti by the search and rescue teams, they found four of them, just this one team. Wow, wow. Wow, that's, I mean, you have such amazing candidates. I don't know how you were able to select them. They all are so great. Wow. 
the search and rescue people especially are are really uh, remarkable. And one of the things I should mention is that we will be making our awards on September 11th on the 10th anniversary, and we will be at the site of a new, the first national center, training center for search dogs, which is going to be constructed north of Los Angeles in Santa Paula, California. So I will be there uh, announcing the winners and giving them their awards, but it's also going to be the beginning of construction of the first national search dog training center. Oh, that's wonderful. Wow, how appropriate. That's perfect. It's just, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, some of the firefighters who were at 911 are going to be there. Some of the search teams that were 911 are going to be there. So it's going to really be, you know, it's a really somber day, a lot of reasons, you know, to reflect back on. But also, this is going to be a very positive thing to talk about the, the first permanent site. Because right now, uh, when I went out to be rescued, they basically have to go to sites where buildings are, have been torn down or there's rubble and it's being uh, processed. So they are constantly having to find new sites as the debris and the rubble is, is cleaned up. They have to go find another location. So what they really needed is a permanent place where they can uh, you know, just set up disasters and train on them. Yeah, with all different types of scenarios, which is what they right. need. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, I hadn't really thought about that. I, I just always thought about them training out in the field. But to have a facility like that would just be phenomenal. It's also a safety issue because it's really sad to say, but it's true that uh, because they're working on these huge piles of rubble, it's an incredibly dangerous situation. Yes, yes. And the dogs get injured. The dogs sometimes are fatally injured. The yeah. handlers get injured. It's an incredibly dangerous situation. I'll tell you, I did not feel at risk when I was out on that rubble, but to see those dogs sprint across that rubble and yeah. see how fast they move and see how it's moving and shifting, it really made me appreciate how they put themselves in harm's way yeah. to try to save yeah. people. I know, I know. I think about that too and what all they're exposed to when you have some kind of disaster, catastrophic disaster like that, and to think that you know that they can function and be at their best, not only function, but they're at their best doing their job, which you just can't imagine the stress and the pressure that they and their handlers must be under every second. Right. It's the physical you know, demands of it. But it's, but it's also, you know, it, it's such an incredible commitment. I talked to some of the, the search dog handlers and one of the fellows told me he had a 10-month-old child at home and his wife was, was going to be due. And, and yet he lives with the dog. He's on 24-hour call. And it's when there's a, an earthquake in Japan or there's a mudslide or there's, a, you know, a train derailment, they have to just go. Yeah. They have to head because time is what matters. If you are not there on site, there's going to be a less and less of a chance of finding someone alive. That's right. Time is of the essence when you've had some kind of catastrophic event like that. That, yeah, and, and no matter what's happening in your personal life, you do have to just get up and go, which is just, I know, I think we take for granted the sacrifices that these dogs and their handlers make every day. And their whole family. 
Yeah. You know, the whole family has to commit to this. <laughs> yeah. They're you know? all impacted by it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It impacts right. every single one of them. So yeah. it's just, I mean, I'm really happy to be able to recognize them and, and uh, it's just oh, uh, yeah. such a wonderful thing. And honestly, the more I learn about the dogs and the more I learn about the people and how dedicated they are, it just, it's really uplifting. It really makes you feel good about people and, yeah. and, you know, how many good people there are in the world who, who will commit themselves to doing this. I know. It's extraordinary. It is. It is. Well, we are going to take just a quick break and hear some messages from our sponsors. And we're going to come back and we're going to ask Ernie to tell us about the third canine that's going to be honored. So come right back after these quick messages. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash work, W-O-R-K, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. For people with disabilities, assistance dogs are helpers and friends. During International Assistance Dog Week, August 7th through 13th, events help raise awareness and funds honoring dogs and volunteers. To find an event near you, go to AssistanceDogWeek.org. It's greater than you know. Your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery. Or just plain, fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Ernie Sloan, the editor of Dog Fancy, and we're learning all about their very cool Working Canine Hero Awards program. And Ernie's been telling us about the first two canines that are going to be honored, and now tell us about the third. Well, the third is our police canine team, and you know every one of these stories, it's just amazing when you hear about these dogs and their handlers and what they accomplish, but 
Our third winner is named Renzo, and Renzo is also a Belgian Malinois and nine years old and has had a long career with the Shreveport, Louisiana Police Department. And Renzo and his handler, Corporal Dan Sawyer of the police department, have apprehended more than 30 dangerous felons, which is a remarkable thing. They've been on the America's Most Wanted show. They've gotten some really bad criminals off the streets. But in the case of Renzo, he's not only a patrol dog, but he's also a narcotics detection dog. And he's made some huge pot busts and marijuana busts. He's just recovered up to 50 pounds of marijuana in one find. So not only has he taken all these felons off the street, but he's, he's uh, <laughs> discovered all of these narcotics. Yeah. And you know, you don't think about a dog doing both of those things, but uh, you know, this in this case, they uh, they had trained him to do both of those things. So he has uh, apprehended some really bad uh, people who have been kidnappers and carjackers and a variety of of criminals. But he's he again has been on the job for nine years and is just closing out his police career. Well, what a wonderful way for him to go out of that career! It, so he's about to retire. Yes. He is about to retire, but it's it's just uh, amazing when you think of the impact because these it dogs, is. it's interesting. As I mentioned, I went out and saw the dogs in action and saw the police squads working working with the handlers and everything, and it's fascinating to see how much ground the dog can cover when you're talking about doing a search or trying to find someone. A dog can, can do the work of 40 to 60 people. So... They can cover the ground in, with such speed that a person could never possibly, uh, you know, find someone as quickly. If there's a lost person, you know, sometimes they'll find Alzheimer's patients or people who have gotten lost or disoriented. But the amount of ground they can cover is just remarkable. I know. I was just thinking about that when you were describing um, the work that this canine's been doing. And I was like, think of the monetary impact of that, of how efficient, what an efficient use of resources for the Shreveport Police Department. I mean, because like you said, the ground that that canine and his handler could cover is just remarkable. Right. And at the same time, it's also, uh, you know, they're out in the middle of the night. There's a murder suspect on the loose and they know they're in a certain wooded area or somewhere in the, in the city. It was interesting to see how they work with like the helicopter police teams. And they, the helicopter team will have an infrared scanner that sees the body moving down and then the dog is on the ground tracking them. So they work with these dog teams to apprehend people, you know, in the middle of the night, and it's a dog going after the person instead of maybe putting a police officer's life on the line. So uh, it's it's really amazing to see how they coordinate and work together. It is, and it, and it just is getting better. You know, it just seems like like with the helicopter team, like you were just describing, a new other technology and how they can use that to capitalize and maximize the ability of, of the canines because I just am always so amazed at the skill. I mean, just for what my assistance dog whistle does for me every day, it's just so amazing. And I think as humans, we're just scratching the surface of what, what dogs can really do with us in partnership with us and right. those are just such perfect examples of that and I'm just so thrilled that that Dog Fancy is honoring that and celebrating that which is just so awesome. You know I completely agree and, and I have to tell you I've, I've been committed to dogs all my life. I've done rescue for many years and done uh, many things with dogs 
But one of the things that's really opened my eyes to the ability of dogs is that two and a half years ago, I had my dog trained to be a therapy dog, and we visit hospitals every week. And when I see how he can reach people who are despondent, who are sick, who you know may have some mental problems, I have seen things that I would not have believed if I hadn't been right there by his side to see them. And it's just like you say, I think we're just beginning to understand how dogs can can help and assist us in our lives. Yeah, it's such an incredible gift. I've had an assistance dog for almost 20 years now, and I am still blown away almost every day by that bond, by that dedication, and how I sometimes think that, you know, I can do things, but my disability reminds me that I can't, and I have Whistle by my side, and I just... It is just mind-boggling to me, their ability, their acceptance, you know, and I just love whenever I'm out at shopping or something and Whistle will see another wheelchair or someone using a cane or a walker and he gets so excited and he'll point it out to me like, look, isn't that cool? You know, and just... Yeah, just just what you were describing. I mean, they are just, and all different breeds are that way. You know, it's just so incredible. And I just hope that we will keep evolving with with our dogs to really begin to understand and and honor them and, and really, really benefit from that because it's just, it can help in so many aspects of our society. And it's just incredible. And it's never ending, it seems. No, I mean, just in recent time, we're learning more about how they can detect different kind of medical conditions. You know, there are diabetes alert dogs now. There are all these things, you know, cancer detection, things that we wouldn't have conceived of, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. And we're just now learning, oh, my gosh, a dog can do that. Uh, And it's just remarkable. It is. It is. Well, tell us about what, what will each one of these winners receive Each of the winners will be awarded $3,500, and our sponsor is Natural Balance Pet Foods, and they've been uh, just a great sponsor with us. So, you know, I think some of our recipients are not able to take the money, so they will designate a charity that uh, the money will go to, which is, uh, you know, so it's almost a double-double kind of a positive uh, result they, for us. They just keep on giving. I mean, they just do it every every way they turn. They're helping someone. Terrific. That's just, yeah. oh, oh, it's so great. So great. Well, I know, and I have to say, when I was thinking about our time together today, I was I was checking out Dog Channel, which I love, dogchannel.com, and I love that you had a lot of information up there about the runner-ups. Yes, we've done a slideshow online. Dog Channel is the uh, online publishing uh, arm of Dog Fancy, so we thought we need to honor the other dogs because there were so many wonderful stories and so many just amazing people and animals that we wanted to recognize. So so we did put a slideshow online and kind of show everyone that was involved with this and, and you know, just to kind of give every all of them recognition. Yeah, that's so great. I know I was enjoying that slideshow and I'll be sure and, and put a link to that up on our Facebook page. And Terrific. Yeah, and we'll make sure that, that we get that out as well so people can really enjoy that because I don't know how you selected the three. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult. Uh, you know, it that's kind of the nicest part of it. There's so many great stories that came out of this and 
And I think uh, at the beginning, we sort of had this idea of honoring things. And then, you know, all of the people we've met in the course of this and just going out, you know, our whole, the whole staff of Dog Fancy got buried and recovered by search and rescue teams. And, you know, just going out, watching the police dogs, what they do, watching the military dogs, you know, and all the working dogs. I mean, in many ways, this ended up connecting us to some of the guide dog groups and some of the other, you know, there's so many wonderful service dogs, as, as you mentioned, how whistle help you. And there's so many great things being done with dogs today. Well, I know. And and Dog Fancy is such a wonderful opportunity to educate the public about all of these incredible animals and what they do for so many of us every day. And people that don't even realize, like like Renzo, who's out there catching all those dangerous felons, you know, people, they're such unsung heroes that are doing so much to keep us all safe every day that we don't even realize or, or think about. And Dog Fancy is such a wonderful avenue to do that. And so, you're going to have an issue, I believe it's your September issue, that's going to have an article on this? Yes, we'll have, we'll have an article on each of the dog teams, the handlers, uh, we'll have interviews and photos with them and all their stories. It'll be in our September issue. And Dog Fancies, also uh, our publishing company, Bowtie, has uh, re-released uh, Dog Heroes of September 11th. We did the original book, uh, The Dog Heroes of September 11th, and it's being re-released with 100 new pages of stories and 150 photos about what happened with the dogs that did the searches during the original 9-11, and basically a portion of the proceeds will benefit the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation as they build this new training center. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, you'll have to come back and visit with us just about that. When is that book going to be re-released? The book is being re-released actually this month. So that's going to be from Kennel Club Books, and it's twenty nine ninety five, And it's basically following the dogs and the teams, and it has a foreword from uh, Rudy Giuliani about how the stories of these 80 canine search and rescue teams and what happened out of all that, and just really inspiring stories about what these people did and then what's happened and, you know, how things have have uh, changed over time. And there's some really, really moving stories about, for example, how therapy dogs aided the survivors. I don't think uh, some of these stories have ever been told. Yeah. And it's really remarkable how involved dogs were in all of this and then how they're still helping us, uh, whether it's, you know, soldiers out on the battlefield or disaster victims or just protecting us, all of us as citizens. And so uh, it's, it's a really uplifting book that's, uh, that's being re-released. Yeah, well, that just sounds wonderful. And 9-11, gosh, I, our country had never seen anything like that. And all the different people that came forward. And, and it's just so wonderful to honor the animals that came forward. And those, those dogs that really saved so many lives that day that hopefully none of us will ever forget. I know I won't. There are definitely some stories that stick out in my mind. So I know I'll be ordering that book. And we'll definitely have to have that and, and look so forward to reading that. And because we're all curious about what happened to a lot of those dogs and, and always worry about some of them because of the danger dangerous circumstances that they were in that day. Right. Yeah, just and just so incredible. The anniversary, I think, makes all of us in some ways sad, but uh, to see all the positive things that have come out of this and all the work that, that's being done to train dogs and, and to build the number of dog teams that were out there. Um, when the Oklahoma City bombing occurred, there were 14 FEMA-certified dog teams 
uh, in the country. So today there are something like 270 teams. And I mean, that's just an amazing difference. And yet we, we really probably need twice as many. I was going to say, and that number sounds so low, a 200. I know I can only imagine how many more really could be utilized so effectively. And it's so exciting to hear about the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation. I mean, that's so great that that's in existence now. And they're going to offer training to teams around the country so that whenever there is a tornado in Joplin or in Tuscaloosa or there's something, that there will be teams close by when there are hurricanes, you know, that they don't have to deploy them in, that they don't have to, you know, that there's not a delay in getting to the site, which is one of the biggest factors in, in being able to rescue people. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing to honor these incredible heroes. I just, it's so exciting to hear about it. And I, I look so forward to seeing that September issue and to getting to read more about the winners and, and the celebration because it's just so appropriate and so perfect. Terrific. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And we hope you'll come back and visit with us again about other things. And we really appreciate you spreading the word in Dog Fancy about working dogs. Because as I said, that's our favorite subject and something <laughs> that's, that's close to our heart. So thank you so much for being with us today, Ernie. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We appreciate you. And we love getting your emails. We love hearing from you and getting your ideas for other shows and questions. So please keep those coming. And as you know, you can also find us on Facebook and at WorkingLikeDogs.com. So thanks for being with us. We hope you take good care. And we look forward to being back with you again soon. Thanks so much. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.